Hi guys, welcome to Dev Party. If you're new here, Dev Party is our mini episode, I would say, maybe not, uh, where we develop film together. Eric and I call each other up, develop film, and see if we get anything. Yes, yes we do. We're doing things a little differently this time. Mm-hmm. We are coming at you live via satellite from the <laughs> All Through a Lens studios in sunny Seattle, I guess. And sunny Seattle. Sunny Seattle. Yeah, that- oh, it is sunny right now, actually. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but we'll get to all of that in a moment. How you been, Vanya? I've been great. How have you been? You've been great. Okay. <laughs> that seems believable. I've been okay. Have you done anything fun? You have some film that you'll be developing here in a moment. Yeah, so I did get out. I've been moving and pretty busy, so I haven't been doing much else, but basically moving things from one spot to another. It's kind of relentless and awful, but I'm starting to see the light, maybe? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I've decided I've to take a few days to photograph. So I, I did take uh, an outing on Sunday and I photographed with my Hasselblad 500 ELM and Velvia. And I cr- I'm going to cross process this bitch. Yeah. That's, it sounds like a, a wonderful idea. Where did you go? Uh, Paulus Verdes. So right now it's spinning and. Uh, it's wait, it's what? Spring. <laughs> oh, spring. At least it's spitting. It's spring. Like, oh, no. It's spring right now. So, yeah. And it's going to be a good spring, which is unfortunate because I'm sure a lot <laughs> of the flower fields are going to be trampled on by so many fucking influencers. It's disgusting. Yeah. So, they'll probably close a bunch of places, which is fine. I'm okay with that. But there are wildflowers kind of all over the place. You just have to know where to find them. So uh, I know a little spot that's very sneaky secret. Ooh. And I found a couple patches of uh, all different types of wildflowers. So, um, yeah. That's great. Wildflowers have not quite started here yet. Um, when you were tramping through Palos Verdes and, and definitely not tiptoeing through the tulips, Mm-mm. I was in Eastern Washington at one of the spots mm-hmm. that I've been kind of digging into, not literally digging, but digging into a little <laughs> bit more. Um, well, I don't know. I have some cemetery shots, so maybe I have been digging. I know, grave digging, yeah. Jesus. So the, the, the wildflowers aren't quite there yet. We had some buttercups and some yellow bells, but mm-hmm. that's it. And those, are, those come very, very early. So the ones I'm waiting for, like the balsam root and phlox and the wild rock buckwheat are some of my favorites. So they're coming up in the next few weeks. Oh, I will say, so like the mustard flower that's been sprouting, it, oh, it's yeah. kind of like invasive. Uh, it's everywhere. Yes. I was talking to um, a gentleman that was kind of lived by my aunt and he was picked some leaves mm-hmm. and I tasted one of them and I didn't realize that like they are a very spicy leaf. It tastes kind of like what Grey Poupon tastes like. Oh, yeah. I It's like a Dijon. And so he was like, yeah, what I do is I get like basically the younger leaves are not as like harsh, mm-hmm. but he like would put them in a sandwich. And I was like, oh, my God, that's like kind of fucking genius. And then I was thinking like, whoa, I could make like a pesto sauce with this or like an aioli or something. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really it was kind of exciting. And I love it when my outings kind of turn into kind of a fascination with something. And it's mostly been the different type of like plants and flowers. So Mm. it's it's really neat to hear what you guys got springing over there. (laughs) It's happening. It's happening. And of course, in Seattle, it's all cherry blossoms and apple blossoms. Yeah. So that's that's wonderful. Um, I shot um, and will be developing four sheets of Fomapan 100 with the Chamonix. I used two different lenses. It was on a nice. Well, looks like I think half the photos were gonna be are gonna be on a, from a hike. 
And the other two are from um, a cemetery that I hit, or two cemeteries, I think. Excellent. So we will see how that comes out. But before we get to any of that, why don't we um, push the button on the answering machine? It's been a while, and we do have... We do have some messages to get back to. Oh, and if you guys think this is weird, it isn't a main episode. This is a dev party still, but we moved the answering machine to dev party because this is where I'm going to be until he releases me and Lazarus from the cave. Lazarus wasn't wasn't in the cave. Jesus was in the cave. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Come on. But he... Whatever. Okay. Push the button, Vanya. Hello. There is no one here to take your call. So for your convenience, we have answered it automatically. Now don't hang up. When you hear the tone, leave your name and a brief message, and we will contact you upon our return. Hi, guys. Michael here. The sweetest photographic gift I've ever received was a roll of Ilfros Delta 400 given to me by my fiance not too long ago. She said that uh, she picked specifically this one out because it had written professional on the box, which I already found very cute. Uh, furthermore, the fact that she picked black and white over color while heavily preferring color because she realized I've been into develop home developing lately and that I can process an entire role at home. And lastly, uh, how she made it a special role, saying that I could only take pictures of me and her on this entire role of our special activities and everyday lives. Cheers, guys. Aww. It's very cute. It's, it's, also, it's funny, too, because it's like, here, you can have this, but you have to shoot us only. <laughs> have you ever done that? Like, given somebody, like, a photography thing with stipulations? No, I don't think so. I've given, like, some of Marley's, like, old hand-me-downs that are kind of special. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, homemade dresses I made, and that's like, hey, like, if you want to play with these, and it's okay if they get ripped, but... Eventually, I would like them back just in case Marley ever wants to, you know, see them again. <laughs> okay. That's the only kind of like stipulation I think I've ever like had. But as far as like photography, I don't think so. Have you? I don't, I don't think, I don't think I have. I don't even think we've given anything to like to people for like projects or anything like that. Like use this for this. I don't think we've ever done that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird concept. I'm, I'm not against it. I mean, if everybody's okay with it, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't seem like he's complaining. No, I think that's, I think it's very sweet. Yeah. Well, let's go to the next. Okay. Coolest photography gift ever. About 2015, I was working on a project at work. A uh, guy from San Francisco came out to help us on it uh, to our office in New York. I uh, started talking to him. Turns out we're both photographers, have an interest in photography. Very cool. Became good friends. So project ends. He goes, you know, he, he was only in New York for a little while. He goes back to San Francisco. A couple years later, I'm working on a project out of San Francisco. I go out to San Francisco, uh, run into him because he's working on the project too. He says, hey, would you like this CNR A1 that I've got? I'm not using it anymore. I said, yeah, great. Great. Next day he comes in. He says, didn't think you could br- get the uh, CNR home to New Jersey. So I brought you this Pentax 6.7 with three lenses. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Uh, next time I was back, he gave me the CNR A1 anyway. So between those two, coolest project, coolest present ever. I'm going to have to make myself some friends. <laughs> I know. Well, so the whole thing is you would have to say yes to a CNR. And don't you already have one? Yes, I do. And I can't get rid of it. <laughs> I, was big, I was like, I used to be able to see it behind you, but I don't see it anymore. Did you hide it? No, it's behind one of the chairs. And it's it's um a Calumet. But I mean, they're the oh, okay. same, well, same yeah. idea, you know. Same idea. Gigantic yeah, monorail. So basically, what you have to do is say, say yes to something that you definitely don't want to get something that you maybe want. <laughs> yeah, it's so risky. 
It is. It's a very, it's a big risk. I would say that if you have unlimited storage and you know someone that actually wants to use the Cinar, then yeah. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't have a monorail and I'm, I'm totally fine with that, but, um, I have similar things <laughs> that are giant that I don't need to replace. So I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. The, the big monorail cameras are, I mean, I think everybody should take a turn on them at some point, right? I mean, yeah, they're, I think so. They're classic, you know? Absolutely. But as far as like work in the field or even in the studio, unnecessary, but um, maybe kind of one of those things you should experience. I think so. Okay. Next one. Hey. So, um, hope you're all well. The sweetest photographic gift I ever received was uh, a Ashika Matt camera that I got from Vanya. Yeah, that's that's the sweetest that's the sweetest gift I ever got, photographically speaking. <clears throat> and it was from Vanya. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. I use it as often as I can and uh, in fact I'll be picking up some uh, some pictures I shot, I'll be picking those up tomorrow from the lab and I'm super excited to see and I'll post them and I'll be sure to, uh, give a shout out to Vanya when I post them. So, um, Vanya's, uh, weeping <laughs> a little bit right now. So, uh, I'm going to vamp here while she, she dries her tired eyes. Um, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. She, I didn't. She looks I, fine. I didn't reckon. It, no, he, I didn't recognize his voice. No, that was Alan, he like, and he did not sound like Alan. Yeah, he got sneaky. <laughs> I guess so. You and your sneaky voice, Alan. <laughs> it was very sneaky. I, Alan is a really good friend. He's he's been a person that I've leaned on, and um, yeah, if there was anybody to give a Yashika mat to, it was definitely him. I have the cover for it, by the way. The I finally found it, yeah. So, like, it has a leather case. He oh, has the oh. back piece. I have the cover for that, too. So, next time I see him, which is hopefully soon, because he's got exciting news, which I will not share just yet, but he might have some exciting news. Oh, okay. <laughs> about a, a new venture. So yeah, I'll have to go and stop by and say hello. Well, I'm glad so, Vanya didn't completely yeah. spoil that venture. <laughs> Small price to pay for a Sheikah mat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you ready to go to the next? Yes. Okay. Hi guys, this is uh, Federico from Italy. I... Probably around... Nine to ten years ago, I received one of the best photography gifts ever for my aunt, who got me a workshop. She she paid for a workshop. It was a high mountain workshop that consisted in uh, going on top of Mont Blanc here in Italy, or how we call it in Italy, Monte Bianco, and uh, taking pictures and then skiing down the glacier called Mer Douglas from where we were from the Italian side to the French side to Chamonix and it was an amazing workshop an amazing experience because you were pretty much on top of the world um, all shot on digital back then but I look at these pictures I, I had Facebook remind me of it and um, and they were amazing amazing experience bye guys cheers it it sounds amazing for those who can ski I guess for somebody like me it would just be instant death which could be an amazing way to go i don't know it would be cool to see (laughs) you on skis (laughs) oh boy i honestly okay here's the thing though you're a short king so like you have a lower you're a short king like you're shorter so i would say that you're like you're um you your balance is better i think you'd be a good skier i'm a short king is it like a kind of bed no, like like a king, like you're a short king. Never mind, whatever. California king, Alaskan king, <laughs> sh- short king. We're not talking about beds. <laughs> I'd like to talk about beds. I know. Short king would no. be like, what, maybe like six foot by six foot. No. I'd be okay I'm with talk- that. That'd be a good size for me. 
Oh my god! Well, I guess may- maybe six and a half by six and a half because that would need like room for a pillow. So mm. that would be such a fun. Why don't they make king like short kings? <laughs> Why don't they do that? They do. Cow king is shorter. No, it's not. It's not. Think, it's taller. I think. Oh yeah, like, Eastern king is wider and shorter. Yeah. you're right. Mm. There you go. So weird. So uh, the first. Th- package that I opened at my new place was Federico's zine. And so I have it here, oh, <laughs> which yeah. is really great. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I have uh, two of them, uh, Happy Together and The Best Condiment is Appetite. Ooh, that is true. Yes. Things taste a little better when you're starving. Except when you go grocery shopping, you should not no, be hungry. Never go grocery shopping on empty stomach. <laughs> it would be a bad choice. Yeah, it's, all, it's a bad, bad choice. <laughs> We're turning ourselves into a domestic podcast where we talk about beds and shopping. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Oh, well, let's go to the next then. This is Jamie Maldonado with my gift story. So when I was in grad school, uh, anyone who knows me will know I had a terrible time in grad school. But the undergrads were really cool. And there's this thing called SPE with the uh, Society of Photographic Education. And they had a conference in New Orleans that year. And I didn't get to go, which was a bummer because uh, my professors were jerks, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. And a bunch of other students got to go, undergrads and so on. and. They were going to see Jerry Yulesman give a lecture. Jerry Yulesman, the ultra famous legendary photo montager, look him up if you don't know his work. Um, but anyway, uh, I was bummed out. I missed the whole lecture and everything. They came back from New Orleans and they actually had a book for me and that he signed it. So I thought that was like really cool that they got me an autographed book and I still have it and I think it's awesome. That's so sweet it that is. they did that for him. Yeah. And what the hell, dude? Teachers are so lame. Also, you're an adult. Fuck them. You could do whatever you want. <laughs> I would have just showed up. <laughs> but then you would have had to pay for your own book. That is true. So it's, a, it's definitely better he didn't go. Yeah. Honestly, it was like he saved money on this trip and still won. And the lecture book. wasn't that great anyway. I mean, usually no. he gives some pretty good lectures, but this one? Man, he just stunk up the place. It was, yeah, it wasn't his best from no. you know the reviews I've I've seen. Yeah, it, on Yelp, you de- <laughs> his Yelp, the Yelp reviews of his lecture. <laughs> That's believable. Why not? <laughs> okay, I, I think we have one more, and this is, I believe, a first time caller. Ooh, yeah. Let's light some candles. Um, you know, after listening to this, you might want to. Hi, Eric and Vanya. This is Marcy from Junkstore Cameras. When I heard your question regarding sweet photographic gifts, I did not need to think long and hard. A little while back, a friend approached me with a twinkle in his eye bearing a gift. He said I would know how to use it in a dark room. Like new in its 1970s packaging was a photo safe light that can only be described as phallic. The gift was sweet because it's given me much pleasure. Anyway, when I heard your question, it just popped up. (laughs) Where can I get one? (laughs) Where? I want to know about this. (laughs) Yes, I thought you would enjoy this one. (laughs) Oh my God, that's perfect. (laughs) It's amazing. I love it. I'm going to have to look that one up. That's great. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, what, um, <coughs> with the exception of the gifts we've been given through these wonderful voice messages, what is your sweetest photographic gift that you've been given? This podcast. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I know that's not <laughs> No, are you kidding? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's obviously I've, you know, haven't been all the way super focused on it because I've had like a lot of things going on in my life and you've uh, taken the reins on on the writing, which I, of course I appreciate. Um, and I know you're probably tired <laughs> of me. Oh. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, but yeah, this 
this has been the best photographic gift I could have ever received in my life. Meeting so many amazing photographers, uh, having like actual friendships with people. Um, I think Kevin is coming like from Philadelphia is coming out. Like, I think I'm going to see him this weekend, Mm -hmm. which is great. Uh, My friend Patrick, I'm going, um, we're going to the Volvo meetup this weekend. I mean, like it's been, it's been so great. I've, I've learned a lot. I've, I've made good friends. Um, and of course I met you. So well, you're my best. You're my you're my best my best photographic friend. Uh, I, I'm your your short king. <laughs> but yeah, I will agree. I will second that. I think. I mean, I guess it's kind of a gift to ourselves. You know, this is sort of a, a gift to ourselves. Yeah. We, well, I mean, it's it is a lot of work, and you know, it's been a couple years consistent. Mm-hmm. But I guess I didn't really think. That it was, I was going to like now that I'm t- gonna be taking the break mm-hmm. and not doing the episodes. It's it's hit me a little bit harder because I've come to rely on the podcast for a little piece of happiness in my in my crazy life right now. And now I'll have to like photograph, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> oh, um, no. But yeah, it's uh, I didn't. I, I thought about the question for a while, and honestly, that was I, – I kept thinking – because I've gotten a lot of great gifts from people from the, pod, from, from the podcast. Yeah. So I think that just answering it like that is, is a good broad, like, thank you, everybody, for just being present and kind and helpful, <laughs> and let's just keep doing that for each other. Yeah. And I love you guys. Aww. Well, I guess we're we, we're winding down our uh, our little introduction here, so I guess we should probably get into the respective bathrooms and <laughs> and and uh, maybe uh, see what we've got here on these rolls. Uh, Vanya, yes. Do you uh, want to go, Dev? <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. Let's go. Hey, um, hey, um, what are you doing? Well, I haven't been able to load my film yet, unfortunately. Uh, and okay. so I'm going to do it on the recording. The great thing guess, about this is I that so. I <laughs> am doing exactly what I told one of our listeners last time we did Tap Party to not do. It's hot today. I kind of have sweaty hands and I am going to be loading 220. So everybody pray oh, for no. me because I Ooh. may be in here for a while. <laughs> also, don't we... do this. <laughs> oh, thoughts and thoughts and prayers to you, Vanya. Yes, please. Thoughts and prayers. I need them because I'm already like, I'm the fact that I'm recording, I'm just nervous and I'm just getting mm-hmm. like hot and sweaty already. It's disgusting. I, yeah, I don't it's know how weird. To control it. <laughs> nobody, nobody made you record this. <laughs> I know. So this is this is all on you. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you're you're doing that two twenty for those who don't know, uh, who are th- for those who are lucky enough to not know what two twenty is. Two twenty <laughs> is essentially one twenty film, but double the length. And no backing paper. And it was normally used for like weddings and things like that. And, and cameras that you didn't want to constantly change. You only get 12, maybe 15 or 16 shots, depending on your camera, uh, out of a roll yeah. of 120. But 220 doubles that. Yes. Yeah. But the problem yes. with that is that it's a pain in the ass to develop. Yeah. For some reason, I just, I'm not good at loading it on the reels. I, and it just doesn't go on the reels very easily. It's kind nope. of a pain in the ass. But Hate it. I really do enjoy shooting 220 because, yes, I shot it in the Hasselblad 500 ELM. Oh. So that's the one with the giant battery pack that went to the moon. Um, I put a freshy 9 volt in that bu- bad boy. And, oh, my God, it was kind of amazing. <laughs> the film right. advance sounds ridiculous. <laughs> So it, that is a that is a Hasselblad, like yeah, the 500C, the normal Hasselblad, but it has a battery pack on the bottom. Yes. 
And it's like if you look at the pictures of the astronauts when they went to the moon, mm-hmm. they had one of those stripped and a little bit modified, but essentially more the same metal, thing. I would say, more punk rock. It was, you know, it, not it looked black, very, yeah, it, it did look very almost steampunk, which is sort of unfortunate at this point. Mm, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I think we talked about that in our very, very first episode. Yep. Yeah, that's a callback to our very, very, very first episode ever. Yeah, called something... What was the title of that? Something Battery? A Weird Battery or something? Yeah, it's... Well, so it's the old battery that goes in the LM. <laughs> I still have it, too. Because, I mean, what am I going to do? I mean, it's obviously it's dead, but it's, it's an yeah. odd... It's an odd battery. Um, it is. It was called a very high-tech battery, which I think is a, I, is a quote from one of the astronauts or one of the people working on the program. I mean, right? I'm is assuming that, it was probably or, me. Oh, <laughs> so maybe it was. Like it was. I, yeah. I, I often get your words mixed up with the words of astronauts and <laughs> astrophysicists. Yeah, it's especially on the first mistake. episode where I was... First episode where I was just so confident and just ready to rock. <laughs> Things Absolutely. have gotten a little bit easier. Hey, real quick, just want oh, to yeah. mention something. I fucking loaded my film. I'm putting Great. my hands out of the bag. I did it, you guys. Yes. Sorry. Wonderful. Okay. Now let's <sighs> uh, let's get to, to business. Yeah. I have been well, pre-soaking. What's your business? Well, I've been pre-soaking my film. Uh, okay. For uh, I don't know. <laughs> Looks like 21 minutes now, and uh, which is maybe a little longer than you normally would. Um, so yes. I'm, I'm going to start. We, we have a lot of questions to get to today. I put up a notice on Instagram for people to, to send in questions. And, uh, well, I'm going to get to those, aren't I? But first, Exciting. let me start my developing. I right. am developing with FA1027. And uh, be nine minutes for from a pan 100 at one plus 14 dilution. Nice. Look at that. All of that. I always forget one of those, but this time I did not. Okay. So our first question is, is a real simple one. <laughs> Do you dance while watching the timer? Um, no. Yes. Obviously. I mean, you're my editor, so do you hear me moving and bouncing around? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't hear I don't hear your dancing. Well, that's good. Uh, it is more of a visual medium, but I still don't <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't hear it. Um, I guess I like I I tap. I'm like a very tappy person. Oh, it God, really he pisses is. off everybody and I'm, I yeah. I apologize, but also I'm not going to change. And uh, no, he's never going to change. I, I do fidget a little bit. Um, and I suppose I could, I, I mean, I don't like, I don't have, let's say short answer. No long answer. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, the second I'm question. Kind of, oh, I'm really quick. Uh, first time we actually met up in Yellowstone, you were kind of doing like a fidgety dance, uh, before I showed up and I was walking and I was like, Oh, that's definitely him. <laughs> well, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that one was from C.W. McDonald. Um, for some reason, Instagram only shows me your handles. So if you have real names, like his, this person's name, C.W. McDonald, I'm assuming is C.W. McCall. And the next person is Tyler B. Photos. Uh, and okay, this is a serious question. Chem okay. disposal, chemistry disposal. What must be recycled and how? How to store spent chemicals. What to dump. Um, that depends on your chemicals. Yes. It depends on your sewer and or septic system. Yes. Um, if it's a septic system, probably not much can be dumped, but that, again, depends on your septic system. Mm-hmm. Um, the one developer, generally, you can just pour down the drain. It's very um, heavily diluted, and a lot yeah. of the plants, like in the city, will be able to kind of like clean, flush it out. But if yeah, it's going directly into a septic, ugh. 
Yeah, I would be a little weird about that. The uh, fixer, however, because it does have silver in it, do not put that in your septic tank ever. Nope. (laughs) It's just a bad idea. And definitely probably don't pour it down the drain. There are some things you can do that we're not going to get into that will remove the silver from it, like steel wool. I've, I've, it's fun to watch. So maybe, maybe try, try that, but you know, check with your local, like I always say, check with your local, uh, sewer department who probably doesn't know. So just be on the safe side and, and maybe, you know, do what you're, do what you do with your chemicals is between you and the Lord God. So well, I would say that you can store it underneath your sink or in your garage, and usually there is a recycling day in most towns and cities where you can take things uh, to like the processing plant, and they'll take your you'll they'll take all your household chemicals that cannot be recycled. So yeah. if that's something that uh you can look up probably just on your local uh website and it'll yeah. give you dates usually. It's I wanna say it's mostly it's like fall and spring. I well, think for the uh, most I mean part. it it really depends on your on where you are with that. But yeah, that's what I do with uh, my fixer. I used to actually take my fixer to, and I've said this before, uh, Otis is down the road. And when I had access to the dark room, I would just take my fixer and pour it there because they had a huge, like, vat barrel of recycle, like, fixer to recycle. And then they would take that, I guess, I'm assuming every couple months and recycle it somewhere. So Yeah. I, I actually have been taking my, my fixer and pouring it into the septic tanks of those who have crossed me. So <laughs> don't don't cross me. It's terrible. Okay, next question is from Alex Morrison. If you could only use one developer, which and why? Now, I'm going to answer this question, but I'm also going to critique the question. Um, I'm, my, my answer is, is probably 510 Pyro. Though I don't okay. use it a lot, it is an amazing catch-all. Um, if you want grain, that's not the developer for you. But I think it's a very good developer. Also, FA1027, the one, the one that I'm using now, is a, is a good one if you're just going to do one. The second part of that is the critique of it. I don't like these questions because uh, you don't have to do that. And... I don't know. It's it's I'm I'm it's not like it's not it's like a bad question. I'm really bad at picking favorites. Mm-hmm. I can't do I don't it. Think like it's if somebody I don't think it's a favorite though. I think it's just like Well, of course it is. Choose. What's your favorite de- I mean, it's, there's no difference between it's this not... question and what's your favorite developer. No, right? because I would no because I would definitely say that I wasn't I wasn't going to choose my favorite developer. I was going to choose the obvious the obvious one. Um, oh, that the one. The easiest. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, what's Rodanol? Yeah. Okay. Course. But why wouldn't you choose your favorite one? I don't get that. Like, if you could only have one developer and you apparently have all the developers to choose from, why wouldn't you choose your favorite? Why? Okay. Like, what is that logic? Um, because I'm thinking of a post-apocalyptic world where I, I don't have access to things and I can keep Rodanol forever and it will develop forever. So, okay, PMK like also keeps forever. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a weird, you know... Like, that's it, so it's, strange. Yeah, like, you could have strange. any developer you want, yeah. and you don't choose your favorite. Nope. nope. That's even weirder than the question. I, it's... Okay, well, it's like... It's kind of like a... I'm just thinking of, like, in, if I was in survival mode. <laughs> okay. You know, it's more of like a survival thing. Like, okay, this is like an easy, this would be the right choice. You know what I mean? Like that would oh, be. Okay. So like if, if there's a developer, like film developer on Mad Max, it would be Rodanol. Obviously. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. I'm, I'm sorry for critiquing <laughs> the question. I don't mean anything by it. I, I'm, ha- I'm really bad at picking favorites. I cannot and usually will not do it. <laughs> I know, I hate it, because I'm always asking him to pick stuff, and he doesn't ever want to pick anything. No, I don't pick, because it changes. Like, what's your favorite movie? I don't know. The last one I saw. I have no idea. What's your favorite song? Like, oh, it depends on the day. It depends on my mood. No, totally. People who, people who have favorite songs are weird people. What are you talking they about? They don't like All music. my songs, 
songs, they're uh, all of all the songs are my favorite songs. That's then none of them are. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I like all of them. Okay, let's go to the it's next like question. You're this trying was, to choose this, what my favorite child is. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, it's Marley. So, going on to, this is Michael, I cannot pronounce your last name, and I do apologize for that. Um, what to take into consideration when picking RB67 lenses? Mm. Oh, I would say availability. <laughs> get the ones you can get. <laughs> yeah, um, basically, you don't have a lot of choices. I guess it depends on which RB you have. Ooh. The later models, have you have more choices, I guess. Um me yeah, personally, it's, not, it's manual focus. So, wh- what are the choices? What do you mean? I think there's different lenses that that like the RZ lenses will fit the oh. late model RB. I okay, guess I, I don't know. I have one of the first RBs produced. Okay. So, I like the lenses, the old uncoated lenses. They're the ones that look like a bell at the end. Yes. Um, for our British listeners, yes, bell end. Ha ha ha. And <laughs> I like those because they do give a, and this is totally subjective and probably wrong, they do give a more vintage look. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like an old lens because they are an old lens. You yes. get a coated lens. They're the ones that like are like have a C in the title. Like, I don't, I don't know. Something, something C. And they have a C, like a, like a little yellow or orange C in the uh where the filters go okay so i don't avoid them necessarily but i do like the older lenses and they also look cooler and when you're hiking a long time with (laughs) hiking for a few miles with your rb it's a good way to hold them because i I hold mine around the around the uh the bell Mm. and titter 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 so that's just it's me it's personal preference uh there aren't a lot of choices it's not like you can find other companies that make the lenses they're all mamiya made would you say that the the older versions are a little bit cheaper um i haven't noticed that actually no okay i I I was gonna say that could be another reason why you would want to maybe try try that as well i would definitely say what what i would do is make friends with an rb67 shooter and then make them like cookies <laughs> and give them a roll of film and then you guys swap lenses and you can test and see how you know how you like other lenses before you commit to one that's not a bad idea i would like to try out the 127 millimeter but i i mostly use the 90 and i've i've shot oh god i don't know like 98 percent of my rb photos have been with the 90 same. And I, I really uh, I, like it. I love the 90. I do have a 250, but it does have a little bit of separation on the lens, so I don't really use it very often. Um, but yeah, I think the 90 is just like a good all around. So if, if you don't have the 90 um, and you're looking for another, I would definitely consider, I would say that would be a staple in the uh, Mumia. Yeah. Yeah. The 90 setup. would definitely be, would be my, my I would say most like medium formats too are about 80 90 75 like those are kind of like good lens yeah. ranges for, um, yeah for now that's for format. landscape and you know normal shooting i don't know what you would do for a portrait lens i have a 180 maybe that's a portrait 50. lens i like it mm-hmm. 50 for a portrait <laughs> not 50 i'm sorry i was thinking 35 uh yeah maybe 150 yeah uh 180 they don't have a 150 180 yeah. Jesus, I'm trying to think. Did I use your 180? I don't know. I don't think I have. Huh. Well. Um, what this kind of next co- question. What kind of cookies oh, do you no. want? <laughs> okay. Uh, chocolate chip, but with more chocolates than than uh, the cookie, please. Ugh. Uh, okay, the next one is from Count Snackula. Ooh. Uh, overexposing slide film is usually a bad idea. Uh, but what about with old slide film, you plan to cross-process? I would assume he means expired slide film. Yeah. In this case. Okay. This is like right up my alley because that's exactly sure what is. I am I am developing right now. I'm shooting. I'm oh. developing um, Velvia 100F. It was expired 2005. 
Okay. I basically rated it at 50 ISO. Um, and what I'm is it normally? It. 100. Okay. So not too much, but it was a very sunny day. I think that like I would have adjusted it if it was maybe a little bit darker, but it was a, it was a good day. I think it was like yeah. a pretty bright, nice day. Um, and yes, I would say that usually with slide film, you kind of want to be precise because you don't want to blast it out sky. You don't want like, you want a blue sky. But yeah. if you're going to cross process, you're probably not going to get a blue sky anyway. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would definitely say that. And Eric taught me this a long time ago, whether it, oh. <laughs> whether it's real or not, I don't care because I use it and it works. Um, okay. I usually rate, uh, expired film depending on how many, like how old it is. So if it's like, you know, 10 years old or 20 years old, it's going to be a stop or two and then more like, Say you have an ectochrome from the 80s, probably not going to work. Might want to develop it in black and white. But um, yeah, you want to just like, I would say that rating it um, a little bit lower because of the time it's been uh, hibernating. It loses its sensitivity. It loses its speed. And yeah. I think that is just kind of a no-brainer. But meh. And slide film loses it more quickly than regular color film. It does for some reason. Also, yeah. um, higher speed films as well. So yes. usually if you're looking for a, a, like an expired film, uh, a good place to start is a very low ISO um, yeah. expired film because those tend to keep longer than higher speed. So 100 and below are my kind of favorites. Yeah, I've had really bad luck with like Ektachrome 400 and things like that. Yes. But I've also but, had really bad luck with Ektar 25 from the 80s, but I've also had really good luck with Ektar 25 from the 80s. So yeah. you just never that's know. C41. That's, that's, that's C41, though. True. True. <laughs> Not quite apples and oranges. But but again, you know, I'm just releasing a book of uh, Ansco film that expired in like the 50s or something. So yes. yeah. that's old black and white keeps uh, almost indefinitely, to be honest. Yeah, I have so, a roll of, uh, what is it? It's in my freezer. It's from 1947, which is my mom's, the, the year my mom was born. That's right. Yeah. And I'm going to shoot it in 2047. Nice. Yeah. And I'm probably going to develop it in Rodol. <laughs> Rodinol. <laughs> no, don't do it in Rodinol. I'm just, just kidding. I'm not. You're just asking I'll probably for do, I'll probably do HC110. Maybe yeah, I should make probably. HC110 now that I think about it. Okay, I take my answer back. HC-110. Aye, aye, aye. Okay, we have one last question, which is good because I'm almost finished uh, with um, the fixing. And that is from... What is this? Uh, Tippy Cup Jones? Are you familiar with Tippy Cup Jones? No, but that's the best name ever. It's up there. Count Snackula is, I know, is Count a hard is... name to beat. Okay, come on. True, true. Okay, Cake or pie? Ooh, shit. This is easy for me because it's not picking a favorite. Mm. Okay. You go first then. Cake. I hate pie. I don't like pie. I don't like pie. Okay. I don't like I don't like warm, mushy fruit. Oh my god, it's so good. With ice cream? Are you fucking kidding me? No, I don't see ice cream makes it worse, because now you have soggy bread. With warm, mushy fruit. No. Yes. No. Yes, you do. Yes, no. you do. Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm going to say homemade cake for sure and, uh, and not store-bought. And then, like... I would say store-bought cake. No. Like, I give yeah. it just, like, the box. Like, the old, like, chocolate with the yellow... With, with, no, yellow cake with chocolate frosting. That's kind of like my like the Betty Crocker or like the generic Fuck, Betty yeah, Crocker? Yeah, that's like yeah, my okay. favorite. I love that. Sure. It's I so mean, I good. guess that's... That's sort of, I mean, is that homemade? I guess. It's not. It's semi-homemade. How about that? Okay. Fine. I like that cake a lot. I mean, it's good. I used to make it all the time. Yes. It's like a good traditional cake, but I love pie and cobbler. I love pie. No. (laughs) No, I don't. I I don't. No. (laughs) No. It's just, it's it's just, it's just warm, mushy fruit. It's and if so somebody good. would be like, hey, would you like some warm, mushy fruit? Your answer would always be no. Yes. We're like, well, what if I put it in some slightly soggy bread and called it pie? And you'd be like, yeah, pie. Yeah. It's Look an American me. tradition. 
No. Okay, you're well, being here's the fooled. thing. I kind of had warm, mushy fruit today because I had oatmeal in the morning and I put like a dollop of uh, almond butter and some frozen like blueberries on top and then I, I let it kind of like get mushy. And it's disgusting. Yeah, U- utterly disgusting. Favorite. Disgusting. Um, you know what? I am. I'm working on a healthy heart here, so <laughs> don't hate. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I think I see we have uh, commercial signs. So let's uh, go to commercial. They've got troubles. You just don't understand the pressure that they can put on you. They've got fears. What did they do to you? They ignore me. They've got dreams. Is that for real? And now, they've got friends. I don't want to be alone anymore. You don't have to be. They're the Breakfast Club. Demented and sad, but social. The Breakfast Club. Rated R. Starts Friday at select theaters. Check newspapers for locations. Welcome back. We are ready to see if we have negatives. If we, uh, would you, you like to go, go first? first or, I'll, no, I'll go first. You, you. Okay. I'll go first. Well, I have negatives, or at least negative. <laughs> Ooh, at least two. I have at least two negatives. Okay. Out of good. four. All right. So, um, yeah, I guess that turned out okay. Nice. Are you How sure? about you? <laughs> I'm like, did you or did you not? I did. No, no. I um, these are shots of of a cemetery, and uh, I think it turned out okay. Yeah, I think I'm 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 not unhappy with how that turned out. Okay. Well, I yeah. am opening up mine, and my film flower just completely got destroyed. But I'm still going to take a picture of it because it is a tradition. So let me take this picture. Voila. Voila. It's very, it's very exciting. Um, okay. I, I always like how cross-processed negatives look, and I definitely oh, got yeah. some. And oh my god, you guys, they look so good. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, they're so pretty. <laughs> and this they're is just really the negatives. Pretty. Yeah, no, they're great. Well, so uh, I just shot these yesterday, and yeah. they are of a hike. I went on a hike, you guys. I'm telling you. Oh, no. Shit. I, oatmeal, hikes. What's wrong with me over here? Are you worried about your heart? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just oh, okay. trying to be responsible. Uh, Fair enough. But yeah, it's, um, you know, it's the bloom season, and we've had really great, really great weather for wildflowers, and so... Uh, I've been getting pretty, pretty wild with the wildflowers. Went on a hike, took a bunch of pictures, uh, decided to use the 220 in the Hasselblad and uh, cross-process this, this Velvia to see what kind of weirdo things I get. So I'm very excited. I am excited as well. Woo-hoo. But I guess we will have to wait for the future. Oh, why don't we send it to the future? Back to the futures? I'm not sure how we're going to be addressing that, but we'll send it back to the studio. Ooh, yes. <laughs> back to uh, All Through Lens Studios to see uh, see how they're doing. Yes, it's a Burbank, you guys. Oh, God. It's not. <laughs> it's legitimate. Van Nuys, technically. All right, let's go. Hey! I, uh, we are we are coming from the future. Hello. Heyo. Heyo. Well, Vanya, we. <laughs> I'm still here, you guys. We, I didn't. <laughs> oh, we still ha- here. We have uh, we've developed now the photos, and we as did. people, I guess, and um, we had negatives, and we scanned them, and they they are now available for us to talk about. Vanya, will you please? Yes. Tell us about yours. Okay. Uh, yeah, dude. Every time I shoot with this freaking camera, because it's it's a weird shape. It's kind of bulky. Oh, yes. Um, that was the, the Hasselblad moon camera. 500, yeah. Yes. But 
Oh my God, it was so great. Uh, it had that fresh nine volt in there and it was like bzz, bzz, just going and going. And I shot just this roll pretty quickly. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, the first two, I just kind of wanted to show you a little something different that I shot in the roll, which was the cave, uh, down by the, the ocean, okay. um, in the bluff area and some of the like rock, uh, formation, like the colors mm -hmm. in the rocks. There's like so many different types of rocks and clay and sandstones. And it's, it's stunning. I wish I knew more people <laughs> that knew what all these things were because I want to learn more. Uh, the, it was just stunning. So I, shot some of the rocks that you know are covered when it's when it's a high tide you know yeah. with with water um and it's just you could tell it's been it's been um underwater mm -hmm. because it has like a little bit of softness to it but uh gorgeous colors very beautiful and then the cave which i did not i i'm i'm sharing this one because i didn't think i was gonna nail this one okay um because the keyhole, I knew that that light was so bright and I wasn't really trying to shoot to expose that. I was trying to get the rock wall that is kind of similar to the first picture. Uh, there was a lot of texture, a lot of great colors like rust and, um, and then this shot in general I like because it does kind of fade from like a very like warm to a very cool at the bottom. There's like a really cool transition. So really, really happy with this. And the, the keyhole where you could see like a full sun on the outside is, is not, don't hate it. You know what I mean? Don't hate don't it. Don't hate it. Why would anybody hate it? I think that it's obviously overexposed in that one spot, but it's so tiny that oh, it's okay. I mean, if you would have, I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, if you would have shot it any, slower i guess you you would have blown it out completely even more yeah. yeah so no i think you know and i think that's fine i think that's fine i like that it. it's really fun thank you yeah so the next two same same day uh different part of the hike mm -hmm. completely uh this is up going kind of up the mountain and uh these were a few patches of poppies that i ended up seeing on the trail so i shot it from the trail looking up so the point of view is like kind of my favorite <laughs> it's not just low but it's also like kind of facing up so it it looks um it looks fun it looks like you're kind of immersed in it and when i shoot flowers and grasses and things like that i notice that i do this a lot like i kind of just want to be like immersed in it probably because of the ocean photography. I don't know, sure, but yeah. I, I really enjoy it. I like the point of view. Um, and you guys, the colors, <laughs> the complimentary, the complimentary colors in this, you guys are just mwah, chef's kiss. It's beautiful orange, beautiful blue. And, uh, there's a little bit of this like magenta kind of scattered around. It's, uh, <laughs> it's quite lovely. It is. <laughs> yeah, uh yeah so the last one is obviously my favorite one it's another shot of the poppies mm -hmm. super shallow depth of field i was trying to get like a uh, a darker sky like i i if you look at this entire roll you'll see what i was doing because you'll see one or two shots of like a blasted out sky and then a little bit darker so i was Working with like, okay, it's super sunny out. I'm shooting this Velvia 100F at 50 ISO, but I want a super shallow depth of field. It's windy, so I want some movement, but I also don't want to like blast out the sky as well. So um, I think my highest speed was 500. So I was kind of working with 500. Okay, uh, if obviously speed. if I got super fancy, I could get filters and all that stuff. But really, um, at this time in my life, especially when it comes to uh, hiking and and photography, it's more about just like using my brain to uh, problem solve without looking up like light meters and things like that. And I I think it just 
it's starting to work because I'm starting to really like a lot of my pictures. Um, I'm not second guessing myself as much. So you didn't meter this at all? You just, uh, wow, that's good. Thanks. None of them. None of them were metered. Zero. I didn't have a meter. Good eye. Thank you. Is it a good eye or is it like a... Well, I mean, it, it <laughs> is. You're using your eyes. It is, but I also will say that I'm super confident in like anything from 100 and below yeah. for metering. As soon as I get up that, like above that, I'm like, I don't fucking know. It's just math. And I know that's silly. I know, yeah. but I don't know math. I told you that. <laughs> Shh, don't tell. All right, fine. <laughs> okay, enough about mine. Let's, I want to see, oh my God. Of course, the graves, the graveyard so pictures. I, <laughs> I went on a hike this past weekend and I did not have a good time. And it was actually a pretty hard day. Um, I took very few photos. And what I really wanted to get out and just kind of clear my head and, and, and you know, try to just get out of my space a little bit. And I had some trouble in the morning I just couldn't really find like a groove. And then clouds came in, but not like good clouds, just like high hazy clouds. And it sort of deadened everything. There weren't even shadows. It wasn't like there was like threw the light off by a few stops, it was just like dead. And it was kind of a bummer. And then some of the places I was trying to go and trying to hike, I, I couldn't get to because of various obstacles. So I did about seven miles and kind of got cranky because I was hoping to do about 10. Uh, but on my way, I shot the first picture that you see. And it's of an old fence line kind of on a cliff. Um, I wasn't supposed to be on that cliff. I was supposed to be in the valley below, but I misread my map and uh, I couldn't find a way down. So I had to kind of uh, wander around to get there. So... Do you think the fence is so people don't fall off the cliff or is it just like, this is mine? Well, I was on public land, but it didn't used to be public. It used to be ranches. And so this was the dividing line between two ranches. I see. Or at least two parts of one ranch. I mean, you think that the cliff would be enough as far as like a, you know, well, territory? <laughs> it was a cliff on one side, but it did slope down into a valley mm -hmm. on the other. And that valley was a road. And so it had fencing going along the whole thing and then up the other end of the valley and you had a gate there. And so this was the anchor. You can tell the um, the large conglomeration of fence poles there is the anchor. And so what you're expecting nobody to be able to do is scale that to get around your fence. That's where you, that's where you stop building your fence because you figure at that point, it doesn't matter. No one's going to yeah. go up that far. You get the picture. I mean, they can just like, go over the fence though, right? Yeah, but it's mostly for livestock. It isn't really to keep humans out. Okay, I see. But since it's been bought by the by the public and is public land, the fence is still there, you know? Is it bought from the government for public or was it um Well, it is given? the government's, so it's ours. We get to go and, and use it. It's federal. It's a part of a national wildlife um, refuge. Yes. And nice. So, yes. So that was the first picture I took. The And then Ooh. I got tired around noon, <laughs> a little bit after noon, and I said, fuck this place. And I went out looking at cemeteries. And I hit six cemeteries, the first two of which I was able to photograph. The last four in a row, I, there was nothing there to see. And it was Aww. very disheartening. And even, even, not that cemeteries are light and fun, but I did. They're beautiful and they're peaceful they, places they are, usually. Yeah. And so I shot this one, which is the infant son of J.S. and J. Yaunt or Yaunt. Mm -hmm. um, we pronounced it Yaunt. I had a few friends that were the last name Yaunt in Pennsylvania and mm. born and died September 2nd, 1906. And what I really wanted to do with this was center the stone as much as possible and have that as crisp as possible. And then with the lens, and with the grasses, kind of having them swirl around it. And I, it didn't quite do it exactly the way I wanted it to, but it, it, it's close enough. It's close mm -hmm. enough. And it's pretty good. Yeah, it's I, pretty good. I 
I'm okay with it. I, I was pretty happy with this one. Nice. So my plan was to camp that night, and I was feeling very... Meh. And I was supposed to camp where I was hiking, or near where I was hiking. And I went to my campsite, where I usually go, and there were people there. There was a family there, and they were having a good time, and I felt you know good, happy for them. They're having a good time. And so I went to the second site that I usually go to. Uh, there's two at this one spot, and it was flooded. But also it was, there was some dry spots. I could have maybe camped there, but it's next to a lake that has a siphon in it for a dam, an old dam, like a hundred year old dam. And mm. so the water level is usually kind of in the middle of the siphon. So it just kind of goes out. You hear some like trickling and, you know, it sounds like, kind of like a waterfall. Okay. Um, but this time the water was well above the siphon, a few feet. And so you had a whirlpool in the center of the lake. Whoa. Which is really cool to see. Unfortunately, I'm camped about maybe 20 feet from it and it's making... Oh, like the weird noises. Constantly. It, not Non-stop. Well, not quite non-stop because it would stop for like a second and then you'd get... It was just gross. It was just like the disgusting noises. And I I just decided, fuck it, I'm going to drive home. It's just about three hours. Mm-hmm. But I had, I took a a, um, what it, a panorama during the hike, just one. So you've got two on one sheet, you know, the way I've been mm-hmm. doing them. Mm-hmm. And so I had a half a sheet still to burn. I'm like, I can't just not take this. So I'm going to go to what are called the Drumheller Columns. And that's my last photo. And the Drumheller Columns are from a lava flow that came through about 15 million years ago. And they cooled in columns, kind of like the devil's post pile. That's what I was gonna say, mm-hmm. it looks like very that. Very similar to like that and very similar to there's some in, in Ireland, I believe. Yes. And the, it's basalt columns. And so when the gigantic floods in the ice age came through, it picked off all of these columns, almost all of them. Mm-hmm. And it left, here it left a row, well, a, it, what looks like a row, it's not a row, but a, a row of columns going back. And so it was so cloudy. And I knew that, because the clouds were a little bit off the horizon, I knew that for was there, at sunset, I would have five minutes of sun, maybe. And so I got my tripod set up, I got it focused. I metered for what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I was right, by the way. And I set it up and I waited and I waited. And at 7.35 or whatever it was, the sun came through and illuminated columns that I wasn't even focused on. Oh no. <laughs> Somehow it was like at a certain angle where the columns were in their own shadow. As you can see from the picture, the last, you know, the 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 right hand third of them are in like a sliver of sunlight. Mm-hmm. So I need to go back and retake this sometime. It's right along a road. It's really easy to get to. Well, that's good. At least it's like not super hard to get no, to. No, not at all. But this is the place that I've told this story before where I was walking along. Uh, uh, there's no trails here. Walking along what, what was probably like an old coyote trail. And I felt and slash saw something dart across my foot. Ah! And I looked down and there was a rattlesnake all coiled up. (gasps) Just crossed my foot. And it was like, yeah. And so that's where I had my, not many, one of many rattlesnake encounters. But it's one of those things that you often say that you don't remember snakes until you see them. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly. That's that's not the case for me. I, I remember wherever I go, like, oh, I've seen a snake here. I've seen a snake here. There's very well, be- few places. Because I- you've seen a That's snake true. there already. I mean, true. obviously, we all have to watch out for snakes. Oh, yes. Watch out for snakes. That is true. Yes. Uh, there's a – so I'm always trying to get you to come here. There's this really neat cemetery that I actually want to go and visit here. Mm-hmm. It's called Evergreen Cemetery. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I think it's the oldest one in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons why is because they have um, 
a section and it's called, uh, ooh, what is it called? Showman's Rest. Okay. And there's like 400 carnival workers and like circus oh, really? performers okay. that, that are buried there. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's neat. There's also like some, I think there, there's like a bunch of segregation there because obviously sure. it's from like the, you know, late 1800s. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't, I've never been there before. It's huge. Uh, and I would, I want you to come see it with me. I would like to see that. Yeah. Oh, also too, the, um, where the showman's rest is. Mm -hmm. I think that there's like a lion or something. I would, yeah, I would think that wouldn't surprise me at all. Mm -hmm. all. (laughs) Well, those are my photos. I do have more that I will develop. I did take, I think 10 all day. It was a really bad day. No rolls or anything, just 10 photos. And yeah, kind of, but uh, for the Patreon viewers, listeners, I will um, upload probably everything if I get it done in time which I should. Mm-hmm. So for everybody else, you've got these three photos and whatever else I post on my Instagram. Um, I, I guess successful. I mean, right. You had a wonderful time. You had a very good success. I did. And I had, um, it was okay. you win some, you lose some. You win some well, yeah. You lose I mean, I've, I, I've, I haven't had great, success lately. So I, I am going to call this one a win. Definitely. I think that sometimes we have to remind ourselves that even if the pictures aren't great, you got out of your space, which was the most important thing. Yeah, it, it was, but I didn't have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> like if I had a really good time, oh wow, great hike. Hardly took any pictures, but great hike. I'd be fine. <laughs> but it was like, not a great hike. <laughs> not or not really fun. You know, there was like one or two spots that I'll return to because I, I I I really enjoyed the terrain. Yeah. But for the most part, it was just like, oh God, not not really a great time. Sorry. It's okay. That's when the wildflowers come back though, then uh, I'll 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 go there too. Maybe this weekend. Uh maybe next. We shall see. We shall Wonderful. See. And don't forget, we are still technically on a break. We'll take next week off again. And then on May 9th, we will have our first main episode back. Uh, there'll be some new surprises and some new faces. And uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. But we'll be back with Dev Party not much long after. So stay tuned. I guess that wraps us up for this episode of Dev Party. Um, I think the new futures, I think for the new futures, we will we will... Um, not send it back to the past because fuck those people. They knew they had no idea what they were doing. They did not. They had no idea what we had. Mm-mm. No, we've got hoverboards <laughs> and jetpacks and automatic hula hoops. And, you know all that. All those things. All those things. <laughs> <sighs> well, Vanya, it's been a delight. Thank you for developing. Yes, and, thank you uh, for having me on. Okay. I, uh, I will see you soon. I'll talk to you probably in like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All but right. for the rest of you, bye-bye. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Everything will be all right. We are here to help you. Eat my short.